What are some of the best ways to deal with disappointment and frustration? Pujaswamiji always says so beautifully, he says, expectation is the mother of frustration. So when we think about frustration and disappointment, the treatment really needs to begin as a preventative measure. Yes, of course, we can go in and we can try to treat it once it's there. But as we know, when we deal with our physical health as well, prevention is the best cure. Yes, when you're sick, you can find the medicines, find the operation, find the treatment. But that takes a toll on us. And isn't it so much better if we can figure out a way to eat healthy foods, exercise, and stay well so that we don't get sick. And in the same way with emotional issues, frustration, disappointment, depression, all of this, again, yes, we can treat it once it comes, but it's so much better to figure out how we can prevent it. So when we know what causes it, which is, very basically, as Pooja Swamiji gives us, the expectation. I have an expectation that somebody's going to act in a certain way. I have an expectation that the world is going to act in a certain way. I have an expectation that the stock market is going to act in a certain way, that traffic patterns are going to act in a certain way. And when it doesn't happen, we're frustrated, we're disappointed. Now, the minute that we recognize that we have no control over the stock market, over traffic patterns, over weather patterns, over anybody else's behavior, then that expectation from the beginning dissipates. It doesn't mean we don't hope. It doesn't mean we don't plan. It doesn't mean that I never plan a picnic because I can never know when it's not going to rain. I plan. But when it rains, I don't find myself frustrated and depressed and lost. You always know, well, there was a chance it was going to rain. You invest mo money in the stock market. Yeah, of course you hope. It's going to go up, but you know there's a chance it could go down. We build houses with a hope that there's not going to be an earthquake, that there's not going to be a fire, that they're not going to burn down or fall. But we always know nature acts, there's earthquakes, there's fires, things happen. We love our loved ones hoping, praying, expecting that they're not going to fall sick and leave us tomorrow, that they're not going to get hit by a car tomorrow. But on some level, we all have to know, whether we admit it or not, that we don't actually have any control over these things and that that possibility is always there. But it doesn't stop us from loving doesn't stop us from building homes, doesn't stop us from planning picnics, doesn't stop us from moving through our life. But that awareness is almost like an inoculation. If we're able to hold on to the awareness that it's not in my hands, 
that every day of health is just grace. Every day that my house is still standing is just a blessing. I'm not entitled to it any more than the guy whose house burned down was entitled to also have a house. I'm not better than the person who lost their spouse or children. But there's a blessing that I seem to be the recipient of. That's just grace. So the more we're aware, and the way to do this is gratitude. Because gratitude is that which brings us constantly into the awareness that we don't deserve it. If you owe me $10, and I've been waiting for years for you to pay me my $10 back, and finally you pay it to me, I'm not going to say to you, oh, thank you so much. My God, you're so generous because you owed me. I was entitled to it. It was my money. In fact, it should have been more. You should have paid me interest with it. Gratitude stems from the awareness that that which I've been given is not something that I somehow deserved or was entitled to or should have had even more of, but that was a generosity of the universe, a generosity of grace, a generosity of blessings, an abundance of blessings. And so the more that we can cultivate gratitude, the less of an expectation there is, because even though we're not necessarily saying to ourselves, thou shalt not expect, inherent in the gratitude is, it's all in your hands. Another thing Pooja Swamiji reminds us of so frequently is, you know, there's, there's trillions of neurons in the brain. One of them, just one of them stops firing, fires incorrectly. Suddenly your hand that was holding a glass of tea falls and it's over. We don't have any control over that, even if we wanted to. Even if we spent all day long focused on the neurons of my brain, fire, fire, properly, stay in line, that's not doing anything. It's grace. We don't wake ourselves up. We don't digest our food. Who digests our food for us? We just shove it in. Then we go to sleep. And by some incredible, beautiful grace, we wake up at the next morning and it comes out. And we've got the energy, we've got the vitamins, we've got the nutrients, we've got the minerals in our bloodstream now. We didn't make that happen. It was grace. And so the, the more we can make ourselves aware every minute and every moment of the presence of grace, the less of an entitled expectation there will be. And the less of an entitled expectation there is, the less disappointment and frustration there is. Because the disappointment and frustration says, I deserved something more. I deserved to have it not rain today. I was entitled to have a picnic without rain. 
I deserve for you to treat me differently. I deserve for you, I'm entitled to you, for you to act differently. No, we're not. No, we're not. The universe and all of nature and all the people in it are just acting out each of our own karmic package, which beautifully is interlinked and interlocked to each other, we're connected. But each of us is fulfilling our own, our own destiny. And my, my frustration and my disappointment comes when I somehow have an attachment to a hope that's against nature, that's against the flow, that's against the will. It was supposed to be sunny today. Well, no, when you've got pressure the way it is in the atmosphere, moisture the way it is in the atmosphere, a cloud soaking up that much moisture, it's going to rain. It's the law of nature. And the same is true in our relationships, the same is true in the stock market, the same is true in traffic patterns, whatever it is. So by bringing gratitude into our lives, it just continues to remind us, really, there but for the grace of God, by any name, any form, it doesn't matter, but really, by your grace, I woke up today. By your grace, that which I shove in my mouth, manages to get digested. By your grace, my house has not yet burned down. By your grace, an earthquake has not yet swallowed us up. But even more, by your grace, day by day by day, I'm realizing that my own peace, my own joy, my own meaning in life, my own fulfillment is actually not rooted in those things. It's actually not dependent on whether my house is still standing or not standing. It's actually not dependent on whether it rained or it was sunny, whether my picnic could happen or not. It's actually dependent on my connection with you, which gratitude strengthens. So it works on what you could call symptom alleviation, the medicine we take for the fever brings down the fever. It works on the symptom alleviation. The more grateful I am, the less disappointed I am, the less frustrated I am, the less ex fewer expectations I have. But it also works on the much deeper systemic preventive level, which is the more gratitude I have, the more connected with the divine I am. And the more connected with the divine I am, the less dependent I am on what the things or the people in the world around me are saying or doing. The less power they have to make me depressed or frustrated or happy or elated because I'm grounded in something much deeper. So it works on both levels. 